is just, you know, you know how you go through seasons where you're focusing on one particular aspect of either your, your life or, or your heart or your issues or God and what God is doing. And the thing that I started to see was, you know, the spirit of rejection is so rampant. You know, we feel rejection from family, we feel rejection from coworkers and from neighbors and people maybe of different political views, maybe different religions, whatever. And and rejection is just such a common theme among humanity. And one of the things I started to realize was that through God's kindness, we can really dissipate that rejection. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about, God's kindness. You know, I've always, I've always said, Jesus is so nice. Jesus is just so nice. I mean, the Bible doesn't necessarily say it that way, but the Bible implies that he's so nice. It does say he is a God who is a God of loving kindness, that his kindness is such a loving kindness. There's everything in him desires what is best for us. So today we're going to talk about loving kindness, and I just think... Kindness is such a crucial thing in, in seeing people healed of rejection and seeing people just understanding the love of God. So we're going to talk about that today. Kindness is one of the only things that separates us from the animal kingdom. You know, compassion and kindness and, and demonstrating mercy, which are all kind of basically the same things. Kindness is not, however, just tolerating people or just maybe avoiding them to avoid any kind of conflict. That's not being kind necessarily, um, nor is it necessarily always reciprocal, as you know. Um, you can be nice to someone without them being nice back. But God's kindness, which we're going to discuss today, God's kindness heals us, and it seals us, and it reveals to us how we too can be kind, how we can be ambassadors of Christ for his sake. And the first thing and the most important thing for us to always remember is that God is not this ticked off, annoyed, angry God just standing there waiting for you to blow it. Okay, how many of you, well, don't raise your hand. <laughs> if, you, if you feel like that's how God is, or if you think that's what he's like, this is not what he's like, because it says in Romans 2, 4, let me set this up a little bit. In Romans 2, it's talking about pretty much we're all the same. All human beings struggle. We all have problems. We all sin. We all do stuff. Don't judge each other, pretty much. And it's saying, because God's kindness is meant to lead us to repentance, it's God's kindness. And repentance just means changing your mind, changing your direction, changing the way you think about a certain thing. That is what draws us. It isn't God's standing over you going, why don't you go ahead and blow it so I can flick you off the universe. That is not the heart of God. He's kind. He's nice. And our relationship with the Lord is always a response. You know, if, if God is kind to us, we are to be kind to other people. So today we're going to talk about how we can do that. None of us are deserving. None of us were deserving of God's love and his kindness that he poured out for us, right? I mean, does it, does, is there anybody here that you think, you know what, I pretty much had my act together and I never sinned, so I pretty much deserve heaven. Anybody here? Oh, there's one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, none of us are deserving of his kindness, but yet... He was kind to us. And what God's love does is it seals us. It ensures to us 
that his kindness, it says in, in Romans eleven twenty two. note then the kindness and the severity of God. Severity toward those who have fallen. Severity toward those who don't know him, don't have relationship with him, but God's kindness to you. Provided that you continue in his kindness. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to take a little quiz and just determine whether or not you're nice. So... Um, Again, everything in our relationship is a response. And so as God is so kind to us, we in turn should be kind to others. Those to whom he considers the most precious. And those aren't always the people that would seem the most likely. And so um, God's love reveals to us how to be kind. Um, we're going we're gonna to do a little scripture memory here. Okay, kids, you ready? Kids, you here? There's three. Um, Galatians 5.22 says, read this with me, please. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Okay? So we're going to memorize this today. Okay? It's, it's a really easy, it's a simple method, but I want you to notice what is right smack dab in the middle of the nine different attributes of the fruit of the spirit. What is right in the middle? Kindness. Isn't that so appropriate? Kindness. Okay, so the first three have one syllable. The second three have two syllables. And the last three have three syllables. So we're going to memorize these together. Okay, you guys ready? Say this together. The first three, ready? Love, joy, peace. Let me hear you again. Okay, now just the kids. See, hey, it up. Oh, there they are. They got some lungs. Love, joy, peace. It is appropriate that love is number one, don't you think? Love, joy, peace. Okay, the next three, what are they? Patience, kindness, goodness. Okay, remember, love, joy, peace. The next one starts with a P also, so that's how you can remember. Patience, kindness, goodness. Patience is, kindness is right in the middle. Love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness. Okay, let's say them all together. Ready? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. That's awesome. You guys are good. Smart. Okay, now the last three have three syllables. Faithfulness, gentleness, Self-control, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Okay, three syllables. Ready? Faithfulness, self-control. Okay, let's try it again. All nine of them. Ready? Love, There you go. Congratulations. Give yourselves a hand. That's very good. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Are you nice? Are you kind? Do you have a reputation for being nice? Why don't you ask your spouse? Say, am I nice? Okay, we're going to take a little quiz today. We're going to play, am I kind? Okay, you ready? Am I kind? Here we go. Am I kind on the phone? Let me set up a scenario before you rate yourself from one to ten. Am I kind? Here's the situation. You 
realize that you have a contract with your cable company and it, you cannot get out of it for the next 12 years. And if you try, it is going to cost you $13,000. Okay? You've just learned this. You're talking to the person on the other line. Scale of 1 to 10. Are you nice? Okay. Thank you for your honesty. Okay. <laughs> next one. Remember, unless it's a robocall, that's a human being for whom Jesus died. That's a person that is precious to God on the other end of the line. Even as annoying as that news may be, that person is still precious to God. Okay. Um, Next one. Am I kind online? Social media. Do I build other people up on social media? Do I use it as a tool to encourage others and build them up? Or do I use it to vent and to gossip and to demean and to uh, politicize and whatever else? How do you use social media? Are you nice? Are you kind? Online, when you email people, are you nice? Okay. Wow, it's so quiet in here. (laughs) Okay, how about in your car as you're driving? In your car, are you nice? Okay. All right. I always say, I always say driving is probably the closest I come to being unsaved. I'm really trying to be nice, but those are other people that are driving those, those machines on the, on the road. Okay. How about this one? At the checkout counter, as you're getting groceries or as you're buying something in the store, do you view that person in front of you as precious to God? Or are you on your phone? Just get that taken care of. Are you nice? Okay. Um, how about at the drive through when you're ordering in the drive through because you're not coming face-to-face with that person yet? <laughs> are you nice? You're supposed to be rating yourself 1 to 10. How about in the restaurant? How do you treat your waiter or waitress? Are they just a subservient to you? Or do you value them? Are they precious? Do you view them as precious even if they give you terrible service? Okay, how about this one? How are you towards strangers? People that you probably will never see again. Are you, ki- are you kind to them? Are you nice to them? <coughs> Excuse me. How about um, waiting in line? You have to wait in line for something. Remember, love, joy, peace, patience. Are you patient or are you just so annoyed? You're the foot tapper. Standing up there so mad. Okay? How about toward your neighbors? Do you have a reputation in your neighborhood as being the nicest person in the whole neighborhood? Or are you the one that they're all like, ah, don't go to that house. They are always in a bad mood. Or are you just the one who just drives into the garage and never says hi to anybody, has no relationship? Okay, how about this one? How about at church? Anybody? You guys are so quiet. Are you convicted or are you just so nice? You're like, I've already got this down. <laughs> Which one is it? Did you know that um, studies have shown that 1,700 pastors every year leave the ministry because the people in their church are so unkind. So I have a little song I'm going to sing you. I used to sing this when I was young. Be nice to me, be nice to me, when you don't know what to do, be nice to me. Hey. 
Thank you. Are you nice to people when you come to church? You know, there's this thing that, that's going around that I, I hear this all the time. Oh, I've been hurt by the church or the church. I have church hurt. You know why you have church hurt? Because there's people in church. <laughs> you know, people are imperfect. But I just want to say this as a blanket of grace. Most of the time, almost always, it's unintentional. I don't believe that people come in. I know that there are wolves in sheep's clothing that come in to hurt and to bring destruction. But for the most part, most people in church, are, they're, just try, they're doing the best they can. And, and you might get hurt. And, and yet that's not an excuse to just give up on God or give up on church. It's, it's a good time to extend grace and to forgive. I like to say that I have a ministry called Character Builders where I provide opportunities for people to, to have to overlook an offense or to have to forgive me or to, you know, it's just an opportunity. I, I kind of own that as my ministry. I want to ask you this. Are you nice at work? Are you nice? Yes or no? One to 10, what are you? 15. Wow. <clears throat> okay, how about this? Now it's getting real. How about this? Are you nice at home? Or are you nice to everyone else, but as soon as you get home, you turn into the Hulk? Are you nice at home? Are you nice? Okay, this one, kids and adults. Are you nice to your parents? Kids, are you nice to your, are you nice to your parents? Yes? Okay, parents are like, how about parents? Are you nice to your kids? Oh, now it's quiet. Parents, are you nice to your kids? Ask your kids to rate you on the way home. Okay, how about toward your siblings? Are you nice to your brother? Are you nice to your sister? Uh Uh-oh, I heard a no. Okay, how about this, to your spouse? Are you nice to your spouse? Are you kind? Okay, on the way home, I want you to talk about this. Okay, so uh, I want to ask you a question. Are you dressed appropriately? Do you remember the show, um, What Not to Wear? Have you guys ever heard of this? They canceled it in 2013, but it was this show where they would, somebody would be nominated by a friend or a relative for having a terrible wardrobe, and then they would go, they would get on this show, and then if they agreed to a $5,000 shopping certificate to all these stores, then they would be on the show, and then they would, I, I don't know, I could be saying this all wrong, but anyway, these two would be the ones who would kind of decide, you know, what was appropriate and what wasn't, and so, um, you know, then they'd get on the show, and then they'd have to go and throw away all their old clothes, and they'd get this $5,000 shopping spree to get a whole brand new wardrobe. So, are you dressed appropriately? Okay, here's what the Bible says in Colossians 3.12. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe yourselves with these things. You know, when you see somebody at a distance, the first thing that you notice about them is what they're wearing. It's their clothing. This is the first thing people see about us, too, is what are we wearing? Are we wearing humility and kindness and compassion? Actually, the King James calls compassion bowels of mercies. Are you wearing bowels of mercies? (laughs) 
seems strange. Anyway, um, compassion and kindness. Do you know that humility doesn't mean getting down on yourself? Humility just simply means knowing who you are, having an honest assessment of yourself. Because, you know, Moses was the most humble man ever to walk the face of the earth. That's what it says in the Bible. And guess what? He wrote that about it. He wrote that about himself. You're like, dude, I don't know if you're that humble. But he knew himself. He knew who he was. And he could say, honestly, that he was humble. So are you dressed appropriately? Have you clothed yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience? Or are you kind of angry? Do people go, oh, that guy's really angry. Stay away. Um, one of the things I do when I get on an airplane... Um, is I, I do one of two things. Either I will, if the person kind of seems like they want to just read and kind of do their own thing, then I'll usually just introduce myself. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Jody, And, you know, then kind of let them get back to whatever they're doing. But I just think there's that element of humanity. And I ended up doing that um, on one of my flights back. I think it was from Alabama. And I ended up meeting this guy. And um, we just had a, a delightful conversation. And you know, of course, I was always looking for opportunities to share Christ with him. He was a, a pathologist who does studies on how people can live longer. So I was like, dude, can I get your number? Um, um, on age-related uh, different, he, he works with mice primarily. But anyway, so I ended up having this really nice conversation with this guy. And, um, and he just said to me, he goes, you know what? Thank you so much for introducing yourself. He said, usually you sit on a plane and you never even know anything about that person. So it was like he was kind of, kind of grateful. So I either do that if I think they kind of want to, you know, maybe just be in their own world, I'll just introduce myself. Or if I think they're kind of open and maybe want to have a conversation, I'll usually um, grab the air sickness bag and open it up and go, I'm going to need this. <laughs> just kind of to break the ice. <laughs> Then I always tell them, I'm just kidding, just kidding. And then they breathe a sigh of relief. There is an awesome book I would recommend called Love Does by a guy named Bob Goff. Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for like a theological treatise or whatever, but this is a guy who, he is a special, special person, and he does crazy, nice things for people. And this whole book talks about if we know God and we know the God of love, we should be loving. And so he, he tells all these different stories. Here's one example. He told a story, there was a little boy in his neighborhood who had leukemia. And normally on the 4th of July, they, they always would have a parade in their neighborhood. And because this little boy couldn't leave his house, they, um, this guy, Bob Goff, got all the neighbors together and came up with a parade through their neighborhood. And they went right by this little boy's house so that he could enjoy the parade. I mean, this guy, I mean, he has like, he's, he's got like a really upstanding reputation in Uganda. I mean, he was a lawyer for several years and he just decided he wanted to live his life, life extravagantly and he's extremely nice and he values people and he talks about how that's who we should be as believers. And it even says in Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another. This isn't a suggestion. This is a command. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving others or forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. We are about expanding the kingdom. And, and if, if you go to work and nobody knows that you're a Christian and when they find out you're a Christian, they're shocked or 
you're embarrassed that they find out, that's a pretty good sign that maybe you need to be a little more kind. (laughs) Yeah. And so our response to God, our response to the love of God should be to love the people that he loves, right? And that's one of our missions here at the adventure. That's always been what, what we've been about, loving God and loving people. And, and we try to do that through, it's up on the wall. If you've ever wondered, it's growing your life, growing your own spiritual life. This is what we are committed to, helping you grow as a believer. Um, we do this in a number of ways. We, we really believe, I believe firmly in discipleship because I, I say that I came to Christ on the installment plan and there was never any follow-up, and so I never was discipled, so I never ended up learning anything. And I just believe discipleship is critical. But you can do it through base camp. You could do it through one of our many Bible studies or men's groups or, or um, ladies' Bible studies, whatever. But we believe it's so important to grow your life and to impact your world. And if you're trying to impact your world and you're not being nice, you're not kind to people or you're being rude to people, your chances of really having a positive impact are pretty limited right? So we believe that it's important to impact our world, and then we are committed to you living your dream. How many of you feel like God created you for a purpose? You see, each and every one of us was created for something more. Every one of us is created for a purpose, and because God is God, he can make every single one of us special. And he can give each and every one of us gifts. And we are committed to helping you discover what your gift and your calling and your dream is. So that's something that we really want to be able to help you walk through. And like I said, one of the ways is through base camp. Base camp is a really good way to just kind of get integrated. So if you've never taken it, sign up the next time. Um, we just want to love God and we want to love people. And one of the ways, uh, tonight, I don't know if, if you're not doing anything tonight, we're having this concert with the One Accord, which is the, the Salt Lake Mass Choir, and it's going to be epic. And um, we believe in unifying the body of Christ in Utah. We want to see this state come to know Jesus, the real Jesus, the Savior of the world, the one who is God Almighty, creator of the heavens and the earth, who came in bodily form. That Jesus, that's the one we want people to know. Um, Also, uh, I wanted to say again, if you are interested in maybe going a little deeper or you feel like maybe you have a call in your life in ministry, the CVSOM, just check it out next week. Go and just see. I mean, you learn a lot. It's it's grueling. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a pretty grueling course. But if you feel like maybe God is drawing you to deeper, something deeper, go to the interest meeting next week. Say this with me. Jesus is loving. So I'm going to be loving. Jesus is kind. So I'm going to be kind. Jesus is nice. So I'm going to be nice. Can we be, can we be nice? Can we be nice to people? Can we treat people like they are so special to God, no matter what they look like or who they voted for or what they do for a living or what language they speak? Can we treat people like that? I'm going to tell you another story um, in, case, in case you've ever wondered if I'm crazy. I, I'm going to either dispel or confirm that <laughs> by this following story. So I was at one of those big box stores, you know, one of the ones where you go in for one item and you spend $200 and you don't know what you actually bought. 
I actually told one of the employees, I said, you should have monitors walking around this store telling people like me to go home, <laughs> to stop buying stuff. <laughs> so anyway, as I was shopping at this store, um, I, I, I came around the corner and I saw this guy, and I kind of just commented something about, you know, hey, getting your, getting your shopping done or whatever. I don't know, said something. And, and he just stopped and he's like, I've just got to tell someone. I just retired after 25 years. Just now, today, right now. And I was like, dude. And I ran over to him and I gave him a high 10. And I was like, that is awesome. I'm so excited for you. I am so happy for you. And he was like, wow, look at you smiling. Like, you're so happy for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm rejoicing with those who rejoice. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm so glad. And so, you know, we just kind of had this little moment there and, and just kind of celebrating. And it was just so, I was so excited for him because he was clearly ecstatic. He goes, you must just love your job. And I go, I really do. I love my job, but I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and so later, you know, I was kind of walking around and I was like, wow, that, you know, this is a huge day in this guy's life. And he's so funny. He goes, he goes, yeah, first thing I do after I retire I come to Costco and go shopping. I said, hey, every party starts at Costco. <laughs> and so, so later I was kind of walking around and I was just thinking about this guy and I was like, wow, that is so sweet. That is so cool. And I'm so glad he shared it with me. And, and so then later, um, this is where it gets crazy. Um, he was standing in this really long line of people and, um, and I was already done. I had checked out. So I was walking by him and I went over to him and I said, may I have your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this man just retired after 25 years. And everybody just, wow, yay! And they all started applauding and cheering. <laughs> and, and I was trying to get out of there because I was afraid of security. And so um, I was standing there. And then all of a sudden, the, the guy that was checking him out goes, not checking him out, you know, ch- checking him out. <laughs> and uh, the story is going south. Anyway, he was uh, helping him. Um, anyway, uh, so, so he said something like, he goes, can I get a supervisor up front? And I was like, is that your, is that your code for security? And he goes, no, we're going to get him a cake. (laughs) What? Yeah. I don't know if they did because I left because I had just done this weird thing. So I was, I left, but I just thought, you know what? I want, I want to make people's day. Don't you? Do you want to make somebody's day or you want to ruin somebody's day? Because you have the choice. But if you think about how kind God is, how nice he is, even when we're not worthy, when we're not deserving, even when we're jerks, even when we ignore him and when we do stuff that we know doesn't honor him, he still continues with his kindness to to lead us to repentance, to change us, and to show us how precious we are to him. Can we be those people? Can we be kind to others? Because Jesus died for them. Can you guys stand with me? You know, we can't really... um, It's not really possible to really deeply, deeply love people if we aren't filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, we can like them and tolerate them and whatever, but to really love the way God loves, we have to be filled with his Holy Spirit. And I have a new saying now. I'm going to probably say it every week. If you don't know how desperate you are for God, 
You either don't know him or you don't know yourself. We are desperate for him. We sang that song, Desperate for You. Can we just hold our hands out as a symbol of just wanting not to be weird or maybe you're weird. It's okay. All are welcome. <laughs> but can you hold your hands out just as a sign that you, you want to be filled with his spirit so you can be loving, that you can be a day maker for people? Father God, we come before you. We, we hold our hands up, God, not just as some weird symbolic thing, Lord, but as, as a, a desire, a deep desire in our hearts, Lord. We want to be changed in your presence. Oh, thank you that your spirit is here. Thank you that you love this church, Lord. You love these people. And God, there are people you want to impact. You are, you are wooing people with your kindness. You are drawing them with your loving kindness. Use me, Lord. Can you just say that? Use me, Lord. Use me as a tool for your kingdom. Can you say that? I want to be used by you for your purposes. Lord, we just lift up our lives to you and we ask, God, that you would fill us to overflowing, that we would leak out of your love, God, that that people would be drawn to you because of your love in us, that we would extend that love to our neighbors and our family and our friends and our coworkers and strangers and people on airplanes and people who retire and everything, Lord. We would just we would love them with an everlasting love like you love us. And we ask that you would do this in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have not ever committed your heart to the Lord, you've never given yourself to Christ, you've never invited him to come in and change you and, and forgive you, um, I just want to give you an opportunity at this point. If you, if you, you want to know more about him, if you just raise your hand, just lift your hand up and just say, God, I want to know you. I want to I be filled with your spirit. Is there anybody here? Anybody here? Okay, so church, you need to start asking your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers. People are dying around you. People, you don't know if they're going to heaven or hell. Can you start loving them? Can you start loving them? Being kind to them? And I'm not trying to throw a guilt trip on you. I'm just saying, God has given us this message. Can we share it with those around us? Yeah? Amen?